You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazit. Okay, welcome back everybody, episode 77 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from a hot and rainy New York City. Uh, should you hear any thunder in the background, I am recording live in the middle of a torrential, almost like monsoon-like downpour. Don't be alarmed by the thunder. I'm okay. Uh, with me today, and I think it's fitting given that this is episode 77, the double sevens, is Efron Akman, everyone! How you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm enjoying this rain. How you feel about double sevens? So you're here for the big seven episodes. Your boy. I can talk about for uh, 20 minutes. You can talk about forever. Uh, well, didn't he even rock number 77 at one point? Like, uh, For Inter Milan, yeah. yeah. When we joined, Figo was still there. I, I mean, I knew I could rely on you for that info. <laughs> yeah, for very useful information. I got you. Such as that. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, let's just cut right into it. Speaking of Quaresma, he's had a fairly nice summer so far. I'm sure you're eager to, to mention some of his exploits so <laughs> far. I think we can get into it when we talk about the uh, the preseason games, but he had a you know a decent impact over ninety minutes. Yeah, for sure, in both two, matches, in yeah. fact, right? So yeah, we played two forty-five minutes. Yeah, let's so let's the, today's episode is is uh, you know we're keeping you all up to date. We're doing a little um, you know apologetic uh, error correction. Uh, we're doing we, we got a number of, of topics on the, on the list today, but we're going to try to keep it short. Keep it concise. Uh, of course, we have a, a big episode coming at the end of the week. Khan's already advertised for it. He's interviewing a mystery guest regarding Tyler Boyd. He's going to fill you in, in regarding everything uh, on the guy's background, footballing-wise, personally. Uh, yeah, it should be very informative. It's a great guest. I, I don't want to spoil it yet. I think Khan's got some sort of thing planned for that even, but... Uh, anyway, yeah, so today we're going to talk about some of the matches that have already taken place. Of course, that no one has been able to see, at least properly. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about matches going forward. We've got some fun friendlies coming up that will be visible, <laughs> at least in theory, we hope. Uh, and of course, we're going to have a little news, RE transfers and whatnot. Uh, nothing good, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, let's let's cut to it. Uh, Evron, talk us through... Our first friendly of the summer, or at least the first official one, uh, where we played against Pendix Corp. Yeah, so this game was not uh, not streamed anywhere. It was, you know, couldn't really watch it, but we did see the highlights. Well, actually, I've, the, I, uh, I, I beg to, to differ here, but in fact, it was streamed somewhere. It was just, unfortunately, a 
horror show trying to follow it. Oh, is it also on someone's phone? Yes, yeah, someone put it up on their phone. Okay. Unfortunately, I yeah. did. Yeah. So, uh, we, we did get to see the, the goals that we scored. We won 2-1. You know, nothing. Nothing crazy. First half, it was a uh, Guven Yalchin header. Yep. Uh, Ricardo Quares, man. Cross. Um, nothing crazy. I'll give you the quick play-by-play. -play. The, the cross uh, was like a pass out wide to Quares and wander his foot. And it actually left-footed cross, clipped to the middle of the box, giving guy a nice header. And then after that, the whole team changed, which was like the strongest team in the first half. And then second half, the young guys came on. They conceded within two minutes. And then the 80, I believe 82nd. Yeah, a second minute or Conchinor had like a a cross shot kind of thing that he uh it went through like four or five bodies. Goalie misjudged it and it creeped into the bottom corner. That was that was game against the mighty Pendix Board. Yeah. Uh yeah, not uh, not a very convincing victory against an opposition that you'd hardly call uh world beaters or even like I don't know. <laughs> a lot less than world beaters. <laughs> um but a win nonetheless, and uh, it's always good to see Guven Yelchin get on the scoreline, uh, scorecard. Uh, the young guy, we're all hoping, I think, uh, settles in as a, as a solid backup to Barack Yilmaz this season. Uh, and he'll have a lot riding on him in that role. Although, when we'll talk about this with the next match, Umut Nair and uh, Ozan Akun uh, are also going to be nipping at his heels for playing time. Uh, but yeah, so two to one against Pendix Sport in the first friendly. Of course, the 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 formations were fairly, I think, clear as far as who was able to play. It was pretty much the best players available for the first half, and then the second half was just like almost an amateur team, right? Was is that, is that an accurate well, description? It was I wouldn't say amateur, they're all professional players. <laughs> oh, pardon, that's right. Yeah, well, it was like U21 players. And then um, subs, basically. So yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm being harsh. Yeah, amateur team. Yeah, Umut Nayir is not a, not an amateur. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's true. Why All due respect. Yeah, you know you're absolutely right. I guess I meant more like B B side. But yeah. Um, B side. All in all, not much to speak of if we're going to be honest. Uh, the second match was far more eventful at the very least. Give, gives us a lot more talking points. Uh, Besiktas was playing against Kojelispor this time, a side who many will recognize for having a pretty deep history in Turkish football. Uh, they've been in the Super League before, although not in some time, and they've, they've fallen pretty far as far as I know. But uh, Kojelispor, tell us about that one, Efren. Uh Yeah, so it was the same same as last game started same starting lineups or not the same starting lineup this time Rocco came in but basically the, you know, the stronger 11 in the first half and uh, we actually went down in the fifth minute that one was I think we saw live because there was some dude at the corner flag video taping on his phone that one we could kind of see and then after that you know he got kicked out and had to go behind the fence and it wasn't it wasn't worth watching at all but uh Quarez, you, I mean, it was hardly worth watching yeah, before, before he that, got yeah. kicked. <laughs> but uh, so 23rd minute, Quarez equalized. You know, nice shot from the side of the box, curled in the top corner. In the 33rd minute, uh, it was Lajic whipped in a really nice corner. Rocco makes a 2-1 halftime. And, of course, same thing as last game. We switched the whole team. All the, the subs came in. Tyler Boyd made his debut. And then we managed to put it in another five goals 
one for from Muhayar Oktay's first goal for Besiktas. Um, first senior goal, actually, technically. He was the only ever scored in youth levels for the national team in Dusseldorf. And then um, Mutnayir scored twice, and Oushan Akun scored twice. And Boyd did pick up a nice assist. Yeah, Boyd looked solid. Uh, he was playing. I mean, I think he was playing against Coach Jaley Sor's backups, even. So, I mean, in, in... yeah, he definitely looked way too good. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right? like, in the highlights, he was just kind of breezing past people. Like spin moves casually. around guys. I was like, yeah. damn, who is this guy? And then I was like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> He's playing against Coach Jaley Sor's B team. And uh, it showed. But I will say that I actually thought it was a very wise move on the part of. I'm assuming Abdullah Avci to uh, to sort of hold off on putting him in until the second half and have his very first appearance with the squad be against uh, theoretically much weaker opposition and that's smart because I think you not know, so theoretically very uh, yeah <laughs> very clearly I mean, pretty clearly yeah <laughs> uh, but I think it's it's smart to uh, get him off on the right foot give him all that confidence going forward he certainly looked uh, leagues ahead of, of of I mean even guys on our team be honest he was a spark yeah. plug all around so yeah that was a good move and a nice win i mean we we can take heart from the fact that guys like umut nair and uh the guy who just got promoted up from the youth academy akun yeah. ozan akun uh that, that they could each score a brace Umut's goals especially were quite nice uh ozan's were more uh poacher goals you know a header a tap yeah 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 not that's true that's true uh umut had a nice little yeah. flick. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he actually showed quite a bit. They are a fourth division team, so yeah, they're a fourth division account, team, so. and it was their, and it was their B team that like he largely did that against. But uh, Guven Yalchin did not really show much. In fact, the whole first unit did not really show too much. They only won the half two to one, so that's not something to really write home about. Yeah, it was hard to see in the highlights, but it was. Largely just Quaresma and Laich in the highlights, but you know it's a little different when you actually watch the game. I don't think Guven touched the ball in the highlights. Yeah, there was not a whole lot of fluidity, and you'd expect that from the second friendly of the season. Um, you know, you'd like to say because there's all these new guys adjusting to each other's style of play, yeah, yeah. But of course, that is not really the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really only no got guys. the one. The one addition so far it is a new system, theoretically. Uh, it is a new system, although the the formation, formation is was the same. The same. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, no, let's uh, let's just not be too negative because it was it's the, it's the preseason, it's the summer, it's early in the summer. At that, you know, we don't have any uh, Europa League qualifiers that we need to be stressing about, so it, we can afford to to come out of the gate slowly as long as we pick up some steam. Obviously. Yeah, well, preseason not necessarily means nothing, but it's not like uh, you've seen players like I think I remember Aras Ozbiz was killing it in preseason, and then we never saw anything from him again. But at the same time, I remember when Fabri came in, his preseason was excellent, and we saw him then go on to become, thank God, our starting keeper over Tolga. So whatever happens, it's kind of just like, you know, don't look too far into it, but still, still there. Yeah, sometimes sure. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Well, and so the fallout from these first two matches is that we already have a short list, supposedly. And of course, this is by and large rumors. But there's a short list of guys that are already kind of in the doghouse with Abdul Avci, who he doesn't really see fitting with the squad 
I think one of those players I saw that someone else said that he liked him. I think he said Rocco, he liked him. Well, so yeah, and so the the reports are that um, Utku, Yuvakuran, our, our young keeper, Enzo Rocco, Orkan Chinar, Ozan Aidoan, who I don't even know if we've seen much of, Jermaine Lenz, Muhayer Okai, and Nicolas Isimakmirin are all supposedly in the doghouse. Now, huge caveat, giant asterisk, this is photo match, I've just discovered. So there's, uh, there's a probably like a 10% kernel of truth in there. And in fact- 10% as, so is probably too high. Maybe even, yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, God, I wish I had seen that before I even said this. Let that be a lesson to everyone. Check your sources. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's much truth to that because I, I can think of three guys on that list that we've actually heard contrary reports from more reliable sources. Um, um, early in I would the believe Olusan Aydoğan though, because he hasn't yeah, even that would played. Make sense. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. even played in the in either of the friendlies, so I don't know if he's hurt or something. But. And that's where like a lot of other guys have played uh, that you, we haven't even heard of. So that's not like that. That would be the most realistic, certainly. Uh, but like we heard the be- in the beginning of the summer that Abdul Afshi was actually fairly fond of Nicolas Isimat Midin, so that strikes me as eh, you know I don't know about that. Enzo Rocco has done nothing but actually positive so far in the summer so i don't see how that would apply uh utku has supposedly been receiving praise in the uh, you know i, I don't know i, I saw besitaj posted a, a nice save of his in training camp so usually a club doesn't do that for a guy who's on the outs um i don't know i i, I don't think there's much truth to that I, I would be curious to know however you know what is shaking out so yeah, so far uh, there's not much to be gleaned as far as who his favorite option is at the back. You know, despite the rumors that maybe he liked Easy Mount Marin previously. Uh, the first match he played Easy Mount Marin in the first half with the starters. The second match against Pajela he played uh, Enzo Rocco, uh, but Easy uh, Mount Marin, Easy Miran, uh, supposedly was subbed in in the second half. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what we can say as far as who he prefers between those two. What we can say, however, is that the team is on the market for another central back. So it doesn't seem like either one of them is preferred enough to be uh, trusted as the starter. Now we have some news. (laughs) Uh, And so this is our formal retraction. In the last episode, uh, if you could bear with our technical issues and, and stand to deal with the the sound issues we had we reported that vitor hugo was on his way to besiktas just about (laughs) just yeah and we did say it wasn't confirmed officially it was a murat uzan rumor uh but we did vouch for him as being trustworthy and i think we got a little bit ahead of ourselves for sure anyway news flash vitor hugo is not coming to Besiktas. And this is not like a maybe anymore. Yeah. There's no speculation. He has gotten on an airplane and flown his dumbass <laughs> <laughs> to Brazil to sign with Palmeiras. Uh, Evron, let me l- break it down. So break it down. Tell us what happened from where we left off in the last episode where it seemed like he had signed up with for our project where we are now where he's supposedly on an airplane as we record 
going to Brazil. Yeah, it seemed like we were pretty close to getting him on a loan with an option to buy, and then not maybe not last minute, but you know, Palmeiras came in and was like, we'll just buy him. So it looks like he'll go with a permanent fee to Palmeiras, and Brazilian teams tend to have some money, surprisingly, you know. Yeah, a decent amount. I've seen them pay 15, 20 million fees within the past, you know, five five years. Not consistently, but, you know, more often than Turkish teams have. So it would make sense that they could pay outright to rebuy him for four or five million, which instead of having an, a loan option, obviously Fiorentina just said, okay, we're going to let him go there. And, you know, he gets to go home. So I'm sure he has no problems with that. I mean, maybe he would have preferred Turkey, but. Yeah, I think maybe not. Uh, so. I, I heard it reported that they were paying five and a half million outright. So that's yeah. that's not like that's nothing to to laugh at. Uh, I doubt we can actually really afford that much. Yeah, we, I think we were offering a four point five million buyout. So yeah, like so obviously that's, four, they that's take less, the front. and that's next year. Plus, yeah. I'm sure there was a fee for this year, but maybe I think it's yeah. a one million dollar fee, one million yeah, it wasn't. dollar, whatever euro, whatever like whatever they're operating in, but. Um, We've been so hijacked. yeah, that, that's not happening. <laughs> we got hijacked. It happens, you know. It happens in football until that contract is signed. And I've said this a million times: until you see them sitting with your team's owner with the shirt on, with the pen, like you know, and they're smiling. Uh, that's that's when you know it's happening. Before then, never take anything for granted. We've uh, we've seen this before. Yeah. But so yeah, <laughs> uh, we're back on the market. Uh, the last I've heard is that we're still looking at Timothy Kolodziak. Uh, do you want to pronounce, uh, correct my pronunciation on that? <laughs> I'm going to let you rock with that. I think <laughs> if I had to guess, maybe Kolodziak. I don't know. Kolodziak. Kolodziak. It's a difficult name. There's a lot of Zs and consonants in there. There's some stuff happening there for sure. Uh, th- <laughs> there's also r- rumors that we're looking at Mangala from Man City. I would imagine that's more of a loan. Um, was there another guy we were looking at? As yeah, well? that's not the most like concrete rumor. I think uh, Koloji Jack is the uh, yeah, is like the, the most recent like that has come back up since Victor Hugo's gone negative. But and we have uh, we have a tendency of kind of um, not letting rumors die. You know, when when you hear a guy is rumored to come, they'll pop back up a few months later, whatever it is. So I mean, it, it fits the pattern that. Kolodziak. Boy, we're going to have fun pronouncing this guy's name all year if he signs. But uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure we'll learn. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Comes. Yeah, you know what? Like, I've, I've learned names like Porzingis. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming worldly <laughs> through sports. So, you know, this is all good in the long run for everyone. We're all expanding our horizons here. Uh, but, yeah, so that probably has the most credence, I think, that we're going to go for him. I'm forgetting. Was there another guy? There's a third guy we were being rumored to. Um... It was. I remember there was Orta uh, Murato oh, who said uh, Vermal, but that never. Wallace. I never heard that again. Wallace. 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 I don't know about that one. Whatever. It's. it's I don't. Uh, these were fairly tenuous rumors, as yeah. they were. Uh, I think the one that we can probably lean on a little bit is Timote Kolodziak. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, oh, there was also. Uh, the guy from Roma that we were just being Oh, Juan with. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, but I think he... Um, Juan Jesus. He kind of made fun of us. Said, like, are you, are you joking or something like that? Oh, that's so, sweet. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. 
Well, so he can get. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna have to. I have to pull out the beeps on myself. Yeah, man, I'm giving myself work to do. He posted something on his Instagram story. It was like, nah. Well, with a throw up emoji. <laughs> what, a, what a sweetheart. Uh, so yeah, maybe that guy can screw himself. So um, yeah, stay tuned. Obviously, there's gonna be some news on that front. It's obvious that Abdulavji has required, or I should say, requested. Uh, another central defender and that means also that we're likely to see one of if not both of Isimaran and Rocco get sold I would imagine probably just one of them and the other one stays as the third option and I think they're probably kind of competing yeah. for that right throughout the summer uh, which would also explain the alternating um, you know pairing between them you know maybe one of them really impresses Abduabji and and uh that's it. You know, we're, we're done on the market. I, I doubt that's true. I honestly wouldn't mind it because I, I think it's far more important that we invest in other parts of the field, specifically in a left back. Uh, if we yeah. could spend like five and a half, instead of spending like two and a half on a left back and three on a central if defender, we, even have that we could much. spend five and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. But, you know, just spitballing here. You know, if, if, if we could instead, instead pull that together and spend five and a half or whatever yeah. on a left back that was like a little bit better or like a little bit younger maybe more in the 26 27 year range that fits with the kind of core age group of uh Ljajic and Karius you know I think that's the the age that we're building this core around you know that could be ultra competitive in let's say like two years theoretically one year right when Ljajic <laughs> is 29 and Caius is 27. And so if we can kind of add to that, you know, because like Burak Yilmaz, for example, he's not going to fit that window, probably. So like Guven Yalcin hopefully grows into that role over the next two years. That's why I say two, because certain parts need to actually develop. You know, we can't rely on them being there. Um, Ozan, right? He's 25. He would be 26, 27. Like, if he can regain that form of his from a couple of years ago, we got a real good core that's coming of age, like really falling into their prime at the right time together. So, you know, that's, I think that would be, it would be nice if we could keep developing around that logic and not get, you know, 31 year olds, the 30 pluses that we've been kind of getting of late with the exception, I guess, of last year. I hope, I guess I hope last year is the trend yeah. rather than, uh, the anomaly um but yeah is there any other news that we should really address oh karim aliji yeah that's all i was just gonna say tell us about this guy uh, nothing official yeah it's another i think murat uzen special so i last week i would have been all about that but having already had to retract <laughs> uh one of them Tell us about this kid, though. What do we know? So he's an Altinordu um, product, right? That's always good. Yeah, he's 22-year-old right back. Uh, he has family members that are uh, you may have heard of. Barish Aladu, who plays for Fenerbahce. Mm -hmm. Also was an Altinordu product. Um, that's his brother, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double-check that before I start. To, yeah, it is his, it's actually his twin brother. Nice. So it's not just a brother, twin brother. So, you know... We, could be cool. We have two twins, one for Fenner, one for Vish. That should be pretty unique, but interesting. So, story. um, yeah, I haven't watched much of him, but he's supposedly pretty good. His his brother's pretty good. Um, most alternative products that come up to anywhere in the first divisions usually do pretty good. 
that you're up right here. So I think there's reason to be excited. He's what 12, 13 years younger than our current right back. So yeah, well, and <laughs> I know we, it's the perfect position for something like this. You know, a kind yeah, of project yeah. who is young uh, because we do have like a year or two to learn. Uh, I heard the the twins. I'll give a shout out to our resident Scottish twins uh, who are talking about Gokhan Gunul as their like player of the year. And as kind of wild as that may sound, considering we had guys like Adem Liayic and the like, uh, he definitely did have a really good season when he when he played. He's he's getting there age wise, and so that was a problem. But so this is where it's great to have a guy who's uh, you know not inept. You know he's young and, and developing. He's a project, but maybe he can step in and play some matches and spell Kokan Gunol, who's not getting any younger. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a good move. Anyone, from, as you said, if, if you can get a good guy from Altinordu who people are kind of keeping their eyes on, that's a good thing in general, considering the, the success they've had. Yeah. Anything else? Um, not really. I mean, I guess I didn't really watch a lot of Altinordu this year, um, and then. You know, I have, have other things to do than watch every second division team in the country. But, you know, I think uh, if the transfer gets closer, I'll definitely do more research and give you guys my mini scouting report. But, you know, for now, it's all decently reliable rumors. Not It's not even at the Hugo level yet. We haven't even heard numbers. So, Yeah, exactly. I mean, would you agree that it's actually... I'm going to take what I said previously and, and like make it a take, a hot take. Uh, it's, I am happy that we're getting a prospect. I would rather we get a prospect than an older guy who would be competing with Gokhan Gunal. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think Gokhan is our starting right back right now. Yeah. I don't see why we... I don't see, see that he was unreliable last year. He was no John Eric. like that, yeah. <laughs> he can defend... Sorry, Johnny, but that's just how it is, man. Um, as long as he doesn't get injured, I don't see any reason to not play him. I think just his injury history is the only was well, injury history as he's gotten older. That is, which is just natural. Yeah, and he's old. I mean, he's not young. It's but yeah, so good. So we're in agreement. The Bashik, the Black Eagles podcast official hot take. <laughs> we are happy to be going for a prospect on the right flank. But we need a starter on the left flank, so that's that's another issue. Yes. I think we can both agree there, too. Two for two. All right. Um, moving on as far as news items go, and there's not a lot. Uh, one last note I should make is that it's Tuto Mercato Web that's reporting that uh, Victor Hugo is, is flying to Brazil. So it's not Turkish press. Yeah, he reportedly, uh, he reportedly uh, said something out as he's going to the taxi is what they reported so we're gonna i'm assuming they're not making up some fabrication like photo match or fanatic would say we talked to him when they were sitting on their couch but yeah exactly <laughs> hopefully the italian media is more um respectable yeah i mean you never know a football press tends to be not the most reliable thing conceptually at all but anyway yeah uh that's pretty much it for transfer news uh, I'm glad we, we can formally apologize for whatever. Um, other news, and, and I guess this is actually pretty big news. So the days of not being able to watch Besiktas friendlies or, or having to watch those crappy sideline feeds are over. Starting from here on out, Besiktas friendly matches will be aired by DSmart. Now, 
Fire beware. You, you, these are, it's not going to be available for free on the internet. There's no like genre option where you can just click and see what's going on with the channel for free. Uh, there's, they offer packages and stuff. Uh, so, you know, streamers going to stream. <laughs> Find your links. Do what you got to do. Periscope and uh, YouTube is what I would recommend if you don't want to get a virus. Or you can just start clicking links and hope for the best. But I'm more of a Periscope kind of guy. Uh, for yeah. So yeah, or, or invest in some really solid uh, virus protection. <laughs> but anyway, but so yeah, that the, the good news is that they're they're gonna be available somehow. There's in some some universe you should be able to find a means of seeing them. Turkish people are very reliable when it comes to uh, those Riding Periscope away. streams. If you usually if you watch, look up any game from any league, it seems to be a Turkish guy showing it. So and yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> It's like the uh, Jurassic Park, you know, life finds a way. Unless you want to pay for it smart, but... But I yeah. Um, for a preseason game, that's kind of absurd. <laughs> but so yeah, that's it. We are... I think that's it, right? Like, we don't have any news to report. Yeah, Mehmet Ozan's still the same. Nothing changed, as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, last week we talked about Vitor Hugo, Mehmet Ozan... Uh, of course, Tyler Boyd, who uh, yeah. now appeared, so we don't have to, to fear losing him. Uh, and uh, who is the fourth? Who's the fourth? Mert, uh, Mert Yilmaz. Oh, yeah, but we haven't heard oh, anything Mert. about him, so. Mert Yildiz, I guess we can whatever. say the shirt numbers were kind of, I guess, I, well, not revealed, but based on what yes. they won in preseason. Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd is number 11. 11. We saw Umut Nair took Bobbles number 8. And um, uh, Ozan Agun took uh, Gekhan Terrace 55. But that's right. Yeah. That's other than that, I mean, I guess they weren't officially announced, and we don't know how many of those guys will stay. I already sent tent. out my order for shirts, so I do not want to board number 11. I am a little upset by the inability of the club to announce, announce yeah, that. Like, number. they literally they waited like four days till after they released the shirts to give the number of this guy. It's like, come on, you couldn't consider your fans a little there? Oh. But anyway, uh, yeah, he is number 11. That's a good he replaces number. replaces Pectamex number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, at least we have a number 11 who's actually going to be playing, yeah. you know? It was almost it's, a waste of the number to have a guy. Of my life for, for several years. So Finally got rid of bench. this man. Oof, yeah. I mean, Super I, I was not not a peck that gold fan myself either peck that gold let's get it <laughs> now before we uh conclude this episode there is a little bit of light-hearted fun we get to have the fans our loyal fans and listeners are interacting with us as they do on twitter uh, we've got at hitman 683 uh, a frequent caller longtime listener um He's got a few questions for us to address. So one, talk about realistic dream transfers. You go first. Realistic dream transfers? Any player? <laughs> no. Somebody. I, um, I guess, you know, a left back would be any left back that's good. Who you got? Who's like the one you wish? I mean, I thought Trauco, who we hasn't really come back up from those initial rumors, he would have been a pretty good signing. Yeah, Peru is coming off a very good uh, Copa America. Copa, yeah. But um, I'm not like it's, it's hard to think of left backs on the spot. But yeah, I mean that's not the position. I think Sabali would have been. You know, my I like him a lot, but he I would like cost Sabali. probably at least six or seven million. So that's, so that's where if you, if you say that's, you know what, fine. <laughs>
you know, we're not going to invest in a left midfielder or a central defender. <laughs> we're going to put that all, you know, maybe then you can pull something like that. But that's uh, yeah. a lot of people would be upset because they want those positions filled. I know you would love to see Quaresma uh, given that left mid slot. I think, um, I think he deserves it, you know, based on what we're seeing right now. But <laughs> yeah, 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 cop, cop. So yeah, that's that's good. My realistic dream transfer, since we've already covered left back, uh, I want Shinji Kagawa back, man. Like I don't think we got to capitalize on having a player of his renown and ability by just having him for those six months. I think there are a lot of shirts to be sold. There's a lot of business to be done in Japan. It really is a burgeoning football economy. Uh, and if we could consolidate a, a Japanese following uh, for a club like Besiktas, which, you know, it's like a little money that goes a long way uh, if we could succeed there. So I'd love to see that. Obviously, like the Surely stuff. I don't really know where he'd fit, what we'd need him for, but that would be fun, I guess. What are your oh, thoughts sure. on Andre Surely? <laughs> I don't think. Surely you not. want Surely. Surely, I don't think you'd be, like, realistic. I mean, maybe, like, based on his loan fee last year wasn't that big, but. Assuming he's got a salary on him, and I feel like that's a real fan of watching move. That, that has been it, but they already got Cruz. They've already maxed out on German attacking, <laughs> attacking players. players. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked if I had to pick between an older left mid. I remember hearing Colonel Blanco once or twice. I'd prefer him, but I mean, I don't know if either of those are really what we should be doing right now as a club. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that the benefit of Kagawa would be, of course, he'd come very cheap. Uh, in fact, I think Dortmund would put up very little um, resistance in letting him go. It'd probably yeah, be like, I think I have my list of left mids that I wanted. Uh, Brahimi, who is not financially realistic, he went to Qatar. I wanted Tyler Boyd. Fun fact, I said I wanted him. We got, we got him. him. And then the other players I lifted for wingers is uh, Basago, who plays for plays in China, 23-24. And I wanted uh, Shiapakase, who is a young talent on Atletico Madrid alone at Parma. And then Emre Moore, <laughs> which is hey, probably a hot come take. On. That's probably a hot take, but I thought he's worth taking a, a shot on. So that was, like, that was my list for me. That's May. like, you're young enough where you can get away with it. That's like, your, that's like a turkey fanboy move a little. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're hanging on to hope there. But anyway, yeah, that's a fun little good question, Hitman. Um, he said maybe about the other Besiktas clubs' kids. Well, actually, Hitman, we talked about them last week. Uh, so I'm sorry, man. You got to pay attention, buddy. Yasin. Uh, but um, that was also like after sound quality went down. So fair enough if you didn't want to hear that. Just, again, stay tuned. We're going to do a full kit review with Barish Isgordu. And I'll ask him. Uh, I'll ask him that question, Hitman. I was going to want to think about other clubs, too. Uh, just, you know, because we're still going to make fun of Fener's shirts this year. <laughs> um, that was a debacle. But anyway, besides that, he says, possible tactical changes you could observe in those friendlies. Well. <laughs> those friendlies were hard to observe. I definitely hope that uh, going forward will, I mean, I don't hope. We will be able to watch those matches, and we will be able to make more concrete observations Specifically regarding that, I think that's got to be the hot, the real question for, for people who are interested in the game on a slightly higher level. Yeah, what kind of what kind of tactics are we going to see uh, employed by 
Abdullah Avji and like how soon is he going to do it? Is he doing something gradual or is it going all in right now? Um, Only thing I kind of noticed in the highlights because they were very uh, limited. It seemed like Quaresma was more involved in link-up play and it was less cross, hope for the best cross. It was a little more, you know. Interesting. A little more like what we used to get in 15-16 with some link-up play, but I can't really... It's too soon. It could just be he was doing that, and then when the when we actually did get a couple of good chances, it's because he did link up. But it's, yeah, we'll see when we actually watch a game for more than thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, as far as the games scheduled, he asked about as well. Uh, we do have some good games scheduled. We talked about them already last week a little bit, but there's no harm in rehashing, I suppose. It's coming, so we have a, a, a few days. We have a, an entire week, in fact, just about till our next match. But the next match is coming on Saturday, July twenty seventh. Uh, we're playing A Bar, like I said. D Smart's going to be airing it. It's on at eleven a.m. here on the East Coast of the United States of America, which means I believe five p.m. in uh, Central Europe, Khan's time, and maybe six or seven in Turkey. Uh, you'll check your local listings as always. Um, In fact, Ibar beat Kaiser Spore uh, yesterday. Yeah, they did. Five to two. They did. So, so they're, they're 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 intentionally coming up against Turkish sides. I don't I don't know what the story is there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna face their side and Turkish side in us. Uh, but yeah, so that's Saturday. Again, the twenty seventh, eleven a.m. for us Gringos. Uh, the next match. So although we have to wait a bunch. For for these games to really kick off. I, this must be a training camp somewhere because then they really start to come in. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, it's say. in Austria. Uh, but so, yeah, the, the upcoming match is going to be against uh, Apollon Larissa. Uh, everyone, you kindly already told me this is the second division Greek side. But yeah, so that's Monday, July 29th. That's at noon. So that's going to be, I think, a 6 p.m. for you Euros. Uh, seven or eight for Turks, um, but yeah, so that's that's gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, we'll see some goals scored because the team will be more, uh, you know, together. They've played a few matches and they're playing against weak opposition again. Uh, the following match after that is gonna be against Udinese on Friday, September, August second uh, at noon. Then we have Brescia on August 4th at 11 a.m. And then there's a little time after that. They must be returning to Turkey for the last friendly match, which will be against Panathinaikos, a well-known Greek side. That's uh, August 10th, 1 p.m. for those of us on the East Coast. Uh, we do have a schedule now. We have our matches. So our first match of the season will be up against Sivaspor on the 18th. So there will be eight days between our final friendly and our first Super League match. By then, we should uh, know our Europa League draws. Yeah, that's going to be coming up pretty soon after there, too. Third qualifying round is coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sivas. Second qualifying round. First match day is uh, Sivas on the road. Uh, the first big match of the season is going to be coming up against Basakshi here on September 22nd. Followed by the 29th, they're going to be playing Trabzon on the road. Uh, the big derby, October 27th, Besiktas will be hosting Galatasaray, which means, again, Galatasaray will be hosting us in the second half of the season. Kind of an advantage. 
one might say. Uh, Fenerbahce's our first match is going to be in the Shukru Saracholu on December 22nd. Uh, but so yeah, that's it for the first half of the season. We'll talk more about the schedule uh, as the season comes into focus. Yeah, when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go over all of them. But so that's those are the big first half of the season derbies. Uh, so yeah, you know the good news is I guess that we're going to be facing um, Trabzon and Fener at home in the second half of the season. So that could work to our advantage. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's it for hitman's question yasin uh we do have one more question everyone this is the most serious question one could ask perhaps uh uzjan or uh one of our famed scottish twins who i've already mentioned this is the second carlet for them uzjan asks uh, everyone be serious for a minute okay He's okay. asking, should Najib Uysal have a statue erected in his honor? <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> well, see, I was thinking, you know how, have you ever seen those clever little cups uh, where they have in the bottom of the cup, like a little cow or a little, you know, there's like a, I've seen coffee cups, a mug, and in the bottom there's a cow. So as you drink, you get to the bottom and into the bottom, boom, hey, there's the little animal that's been have you ever seen those no because i haven't lived but you're not living if you haven't seen mugs with little animals made into the bottom well, anyway my point is that in Besiktas stadiums they could put little nejib statues in the toilet bowl <laughs> uh, uh, you, could, you could erect little ceramic statues that kind of emerge up out of the toilet you could literally pee on it every time you need to go to the bathroom in this day. Oh. That, that was a thought. Or poop, perhaps. You could... <laughs> number two. Um, Nejib. Uh, but so, yes, there there are some fun statue options, I could imagine. But none of them would involve his statue being put in the front of the stadium. Yeah, no. Maybe in the backyard of his house. Yes. <laughs> Isn't a, that's a little friendlier. A little yeah. kid-friendly. Kid um, now, Evron, real quick. Name three statues that should go up in front of the stadium. Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I feel like we don't have any, so I feel like you should statues should be like dead people. Yeah. So <laughs> to begin with, right? Yeah, I don't think like or like well after they're gone. So if you would tell me maybe this generation players that could get a statue one day, maybe. Um, Tiba, Quaresma. Um, uh, maybe Ozan if he stays for another five years and they're all good. Uh, and he, yeah, it plays well. Yeah. Five years. Um, it's kind of hard to think. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's like, as far as like Lijic or Karius, like maybe <laughs> in 10 years they're like super club legends that like yeah, who have knows? won everything with us. They've won the Champions League with Bezik. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, for now, I think you'd have to go with the club legends who have passed, um, guys who we've like named stadiums after and stuff like that, you know, cause we've got some pretty big names out there. Uh, or, you know, uh, guys like Suleiman Seba, 
you know, who we just celebrated recently is past his unfortunate passing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not the best uh, as far as these things go. But yeah, there's some historical figures I think that probably would have to go first. Um, and then as far as players from the past, there are definitely guys like uh, Sergei Yalchin or Pascal Numa. You know, I, I, I don't know if they those, get... What was that front three? Ed, Fayaz, Metin, and somebody else. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Yeah, we got. I'm. I don't even have the excuse of you that you're young. Yeah. Uh, I do have the excuse of being old and having a bad memory, though. So, in my defense, that's probably what's happening here. But anyway, um, that's it. That's all we have to say. I don't think we need to go on much yeah. further as far as that question goes. Najib does not get a statue. In in all seriousness, uh, I don't. You know. Yeah. Right now, right now, I have Quaresma and Atiba as guys who could theoretically get statues you know if we did like a kind of uh row of statues out front where there was like 10 yeah. to sort of surround the entrance <laughs> that's more you know but first yeah you got to give like Suleiman Seba and Arthur Turk's like second in command that was a huge you know in the new year they're all stadium yeah but that, that was a that's a guy who might get a statue you know what I mean like anyway let's let's take it out uh everyone do you have anything to say going out like any, any notes to, to enlighten us with you know, before we depart. Uh, was back. He's not leaving. He's staying. It's like uh, from that movie, um, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> so thanks for that. I'm, um, I'm not going anywhere. So that's him. He's here to stay. He's not going anywhere. It doesn't look like he is. That there were rumors of MLS clubs coming out for him, particularly the LA Galaxy and the New York Red Bulls. So I will say that if I do have any uh, preference as far as him, if he does leave, come to New York, man. And I'd love to see, I'd love to wear my, I have multiple Quaresma shirts. My daughter has a Quaresma shirt. We'll, we'll rock him to the stadium. Beautiful little Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the field for him. <laughs> you probably like run out and streak or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not street? Not street. So this guy get that quick selfie. Just jump out for the selfie. He'd be, you'd be like the kid that he like. He's like, no, it's okay. Come, let's take a picture. Then I'd be on my permanent record. Yeah, yeah. Never stop again. That's yeah. You don't need that. You don't need that energy in your life. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's it. See you guys later. Uh, ha have fun this summer, but do so responsibly. We will be back, of course. Uh, this coming. Friday, I think it is, at the end of the week, Khan's going to be back with his fancy Tyler Boyd episode. Uh, we'll be back to report on friendlies. Uh, we do have some time till the next batch come in, but we will be back, and probably in a more informative way, since we'll actually be able to see these things. But until then, as always, go back to Khan!
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.